Section 9 of Ingersoll on the Great Infidels From the Works of Robert G. Ingersoll Volume 3 Lectures This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Section 9 The Church in the Time of Voltaire When Voltaire was born, the natural was about the only thing in which the church did not believe. The monks sold little amulets of consecrated paper. They would cure diseases. If laid in a cradle, they would prevent a child being bewitched. So they could be put into houses and barns to keep devils away, or buried in a field to prevent bad weather, to delay frost, and to ensure good crops. There was a regular formulary by which they were made, ending with a prayer, after which the amulets were sprinkled with holy water. The church contended that its servants were the only legitimate physicians. The priests cured in the name of the church and in the name of God, by exorcism, relics, water, salt, and oil. St. Valentine cured epilepsy. St. Gervasius was good for rheumatism. St. Michael to sanitis for cancer. St. Judas for coughs. St. Ovidius for deafness, St. Sebastian for poisonous bites, St. Apollonia for toothache, St. Clara for rheum in the eye, St. Hubert for hydrophobia. Devils were driven out with wax tapers, with incense, with holy water, by pronouncing prayers. The church, as late as the middle of the 12th century, prohibited good Catholics from having anything to do with physicians. It was believed that the devils produced storms of wind, of rain, and of fire from heaven, that the atmosphere was a battlefield between angels and devils, that Lucifer had power to destroy fields and vineyards and dwellings, and the principal business of the church was to protect the people from the devil. This was the origin of church bells. These bells were sprinkled with holy water, and their clangour cleared the air of imps and fiends. The bells also prevented storms and lightning. The church used to anathematize insects. In the 16th century, regular suits were commenced against rats, and judgment was rendered. Every monastery had its master magician, who sold magic incense, salt and tapers, consecrated palms and relics. Every science was regarded as an outcast, an enemy. Every fact held the creed of the church in scorn. Investigators were enemies in disguise. Thinkers were traitors. And the church exerted its vast power for centuries to prevent the intellectual progress of man. There was no liberty, no education, no philosophy, no science. Nothing but credulity, ignorance and superstition. The world was really under the control of Satan and his agents. The church, for the purpose of increasing her power, exhausted every means to convince the people of the existence of witches, devils and fiends. In this way, the church had every enemy within her power. She simply had to charge him with being a wizard, of holding communication with devils, and the ignorant mob were ready to tear him to pieces. To such an extent was this frightful course pursued, and such was the prevalence of the belief in the supernatural that the worship of the devil was absolutely established. The poor people, 
brutalized by the church, filled with fear of satanic influence, finding that the church did not protect, as a last resort began to worship the devil. The power of the devil was proven by the Bible. The history of Job, the temptation of Christ in the desert, the carrying of Christ to the top of the temple, and hundreds of other instances, were relied upon as establishing his power, and when people laughed about witches riding upon anointed sticks in the air, invisible, they were reminded of a like voyage when the devil carried Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple. This frightful doctrine filled every friend with suspicion of his friend. It the husband denounced the wife, the children the parents, and the parents the children. It destroyed all the sweet relations of humanity. It did away with justice in the courts. It destroyed the charity of religion. It broke the bond of friendship. It filled with poison the golden cup of life. It turned earth into a very hell, peopled with ignorant, tyrannical and malicious demons. Such was the result of a few centuries of Christianity. Such was the result of a belief in the supernatural. Such was the result of giving up the evidence of our own senses and relying upon dreams, visions and fears. Such was the result of destroying human reason, of depending upon the supernatural, of living here for another world instead of for this, of depending upon priests instead of upon ourselves. The Protestants vied with the Catholics. Luther stood side by side with the priests he had deserted in promoting this belief in devils and fiends. To the Catholic, every Protestant was possessed by a devil. To the Protestant, every Catholic was the homestead of a fiend. All order, all regular succession of causes and effects, were known no more. The natural ceased to exist. The learned and the ignorant were on a level. The priest had been caught in the net spread for the peasant, and Christendom was a vast madhouse with insane priests for keepers. End of section 9. Reading by Florence.